Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire T of the internet. Go check them out. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is the one and only Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, this is one of your favorite teams, so I'm not even going to ask a question today. I feel like you just want to get right into your Miami talk, so... You know what? I also, I cannot root... It's like Mike hates the East week here at Watching the Boxes. It's like, I can't really... Like, I root, I can root for Jimmy Butler for to, through the end of days. I can't really root for Miami, you know what I mean? Like, I've been hating since Hayden's been hating. So before D-Wade was even there, there's bad blood between Chicago and Miami. Don't, don't like Miami. I don't like the fans that are leaving halfway through the game. If you're, like, a real Miami... But here's the difference. Other than Boston fans, like, the real fans in Boston, not a fan of them. But a real, true Miami Heat fan, I have all the respect for you. Because you got to put up with all of the South Beach people who want to be seen at the game. And you're a true fan. You're a real fan. I respect you. So shout out to true Miami Heat fans and Jimmy G. Buckets, the finals MVP during the bubble. You're just giving out hypothetical championships now, Michael? Well, he didn't win the championship, but he did win the MVP. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Question you know, we, for, for, for Jimmy, know, right, is... Where do you put Jimmy, given the fact that he has basically topped out at... I mean, he did have a game a year where he had 65 games, but every other year, 58, 59, 52, 57. Yeah. This is the age-old question with Jimmy G. Buckets. Is what do you do with the fact that he's going to play, like, not going to play 60 games? About three or four years ago, you're like, that's a huge issue. 2022 and 2023 season, though, is 65 games new normal for uh, for most players? So Butler ends kind of a a weird tier for me. Because per game, Jimmy's still got it. Jimmy's still a... Absolutely, 100% second round player per game. Well, Does and all the fun things that you want. The, t- the tier he ends is guys I actually want in my second round. And I think he ends it. And I will say this, that he is ahead of Donovan Mitchell right now. But if we figure out where Donovan Mitchell is going to go, or maybe he just stays in Utah, right? Like I might move Mitchell ahead of him. So I have Butler mm-hmm. 17th right now. And he's really right. kind of the last guy I want in my second round. Like, I feel good about him being a second round player. Some of these other guys, like, they either got to take a leap to kind of get up to that second round level or, you know, they've got to, right, they've got to, you know, fit into a new system, a new team, a new role. They got to fit around a new player, right? There's a lot of um, different players, right? Like, there's the Anthony Edwards, but you got Gobert coming in. There's all these different names, right? Fred Van Fleet. Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I don't know that I feel great about any of those guys being second-round players. 
Jimmy Butler, we know what Jimmy Butler is. He's going to be fantastic when he's on the court. Jimmy Butler is a second-round player, period. He's actually a high second-round player per game. Now, if he's going to play 58 games this season, right, is, you know, is he really a second-round player? Is that the kind of guy you want to bring in for a second-round player? Um, I, I think if you're playing in a head-to-head league, where you want to be sure that your player... I mean, I don't know. You could make... I think you can make an argument either way. But if you're in a head-to-head league, I don't know if he's a second-round player for me. Um, I think you can always make this argument, right? Jimmy Butler is going to be really, really good for a good stretch of the of the season when he does play. Get some quality games out of him and then move him. I think I that's always... Know the strategy here for it's, the last few years with Jimmy Butler. It's a strategy that works too, right? In sometimes it doesn't, right? Because sometimes no one wants to take the bait. I think sure. for me, the thing is more of this, right? Like in a shallow league, which is what most people play, like 10, 12 teams, I'm okay with Butler in the second round. It's the deep leagues where it gets a little scarier, right? Because, you know, you talk about, okay, you know, Butler's my 17th player off the board. Yeah. If that's he's, your if he's first, your, like, round first pick, pick. Yeah. That's scary as all get out, right? And even, like, if you're saying it's a 16-team league and you're picking on the turn, like, okay, you got Booker and then you go Butler, right? Or you got LaMelo Ball and then you go Butler. But again, like, you're not picking again for a long time, right? And so you need Butler on the court a little bit more in that type of league. And in that case, I might drop him down some. But again, like, I don't know. I just don't feel great about a lot of the names I have right behind him. And I think for the reasoning you just gave is why you're going to see Jimmy Butler fall to you as a late second round player or even potentially a third round player because I think... Oh yeah, because other people are going to get hot on those young names. They're going to think, oh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton's going to take this big leap. Darius Garland's going to take another leap. You know, Ant-Man's going to take another leap. Shea Gilders is going to be fantastic. You know, like, John Moran's going to be the best player in the league. Like, you guys can all have that. I love all those players. I love one. I like more Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, and and that's this is what people kind of fail to remember sometimes, right? Like, what's Anthony Edwards' best case scenario this season? Exactly what Jimmy Butler does. Every I, mean, I don't even I don't even know if Anthony Edwards can do that. You know what I mean? And that's one again, like six steals. That's my point. Is like. Can he even be what Jimmy Butler always does? I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's probably the absolute best case. The absolute best case, right? And people fail to take some of these players because they go, "Oh, I'd rather have this hot young stud." Well, usually the guy who can do it every single year is better. It's the old. It's the old. This this behind door too could be anything. Could be even be a boat. Well, Jimmy Butler is your boat. You just got to deal with the fact he's going to play 57 games. And I can see why that slips him. I actually, if you're taking kind of a, a health risk type of first round player, I can see you coming back in the second round and going, listen, I just don't want to take that risk with Jimmy Butler and my first round player. That's fine. But other than that, if middle of the second round shows up and Jimmy Butler's still on the board, ooh, you gotta, I think you got you to gotta pull the trigger, especially late second round. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, we go right on to the next player, right? We're talking about Bam. Like, I think yeah. Bam's getting undervalued here, too. I agree. Now, it, I think, and I I still stand by this. And though, if you look at last year, and you look at per game averages, and you look at 8-cat, Bam Adebayo finished 37th, though he did uh, only play 56 games. He was a little injured during last season. He's also like an incredibly special type of player, right? He's not, he does center stuff, but he also gets decent uh, steals and assists for a center. Uh, he shoots good percentages from the line for a center. Obviously, he kills you uh, with zero threes. Uh, Jimmy Butler at least gets a half a three game. But to do all the things that Bam does all together, I mean, I feel really, really comfortable that he's capable of being also a second-round player, more so than some of these riskier guys who I don't know much about. Uh, yeah, I, the Bam needs to get the block. He needs to get back over the block. Can he get back over the block? Because the assists probably aren't coming back, right? Like, he's not getting five again, I don't think. I, think, I wish. You know what I mean? Like, I think I Kyle Lowry, you know, they've got Tyler Hero, they've got other guys they want handling the ball a little bit more. So for Bam to get back to the second round, Bam's got to get the block. You see some guys, you know, right? The as they you know reach that twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven age, the blocks kind of tailing off a little bit. Then we got other guys like Rudy Gobert who keep blocking shots into their thirties, right? So, um, be interesting to see. Be interesting to see which way Bam goes. Um, for me right now. I think I have Bam a little bit more in my third round than my second. But again, right, like, I won a lot of players in my third round, and I'm going to have to take somebody in my second, and Bam might be that guy. Yeah, I think that's where he lives for me as well, like an end of second, beginning of third type of player. I don't, I think the temperature in the room, like you're saying, is also low on Bam Adebayo because he's been around for a while. Um, and last season was a little bit of a disappointment for kind of the, probably the ADP that he had last season. You're, I think you're going to see him slip as well into someone you can get in the middle or late third round. Yeah, and that's going to be a good value, I think. It's going to be a great value, and I, I don't see why. Like, I don't have any real reason to be like, oh, yeah, no, Bam's going like, to be worse than he was a couple years ago. Like, I, I think he'll be better than he was because of the injury last year. Right? I think he'll... In, he'll he'll improve into next year. He's twenty five years old. He's he's younger than a lot of people remember, and he just has these crazy tools where he can he can get you uh, ten assists a game. He can give you sixteen boards. He can get you three blocks in a game. And there's always like he's just kind of a really really fun and I think underrated player. And luckily the temperature is low on that guy. And I think I'm gonna have him quite a few leagues. I finally found the the old man Michael hates, and this is this is we we got to get to this right. It's Kyle Lowry, Mike. This is your question of the day. I'm gonna I am gonna ask the question now. Where did Kyle Lowry finish in per game value last season? All right. I'm so let's let's talk about the narrative. Right, the narrative is he had such a terrible year and. Oh my God, Kyle Lowry stinks, and he's old, and there's no way he's going to be anything in fantasy this year. So where did he finish last year, Mike? That is the narrative. after that terrible year, the horrible year. Yeah, unfortunately, I know that he like 
in my brain that horrible year you're thinking 80s 90s maybe even closer to 100 i know he finished a little bit better than that so i'm going to say like 68 67 he finished 48th in per game value and here's the here's the kicker he played 63 games which is a hell of a lot more than a lot of people (laughs) more than the the two guys we just talked about yeah and so you know the I think I might own Kyle Lowry on literally every team this year. Because I think everyone's going to say, oh, he's old, he sucks, he's terrible. He, pick him outside the top 100. Like, he in that terrible year, he was a top 50 player. We have ourselves a, a, Chris, a, a poor man's Chris Paul situation going on here. Where everyone's like, well, we know Chris Paul is a crazy elite player, but everyone's like, eh, he's old, he ain't got it anymore. He's not that good. And then, you know, you go look at what um, Chris Paul did uh, last season, and he was the 18th-ranked player. I know. I guess, I guess he's not old. This is a, a even you know lower situation where you're like, this guy's done. Like, Kyle Lowry's done. He's not capable of playing basketball anymore. Seven and a half assists over a steal a game, two and a half three-pointers. Now, only 13 points, which is, is is rough, but you're talking about seven and a half assists where you cannot get that anywhere else. What I mean, what do you think our ADP is going to be? 70, 80? I mean, he was 62nd in Yahoo Leagues last year, and I think it's only going to be worse. I think he's definitely going to be out to the top 75, and I feel great about taking him anywhere in that 50 to 75 range. I 100% want somebody with seven and a half assists that late in a draft. I don't think I'm taking him in my 50 to 60 range because I don't want to pay um, you know, street value for Kyle Lowry. That sounds like I'm doing heroin. Uh, they got that new Lowry bag at the corner. Couldn't we see Lowry, though, get back to like 15 points a game? I like, feel like it could go either way, right? Yeah, and that's what I mean, though. Like, there's some upside even at, like, 60, 65 of, like, dude, he could be back in the top 40. Not probably not by much. He could get Wouldn't there. Be crazy. We all know what happens with Kyle Lowry, right? If you've been playing fantasy basketball for a while, this is how it rolls. Kyle Lowry starts out the season red fucking hot. Top 15 top 10 this is back in the day back in toronto right red fucking hot so much he did this so many fucking times right there in those last few seasons in toronto you could not trade kyle lowry for a top player because everyone knew he would cool off in the second half which he usually did that's his usual mo he's 36 years old if he's going to be hot, I do think it will be at the beginning of the season. Once again, he'll have himself a really nice hot start. I don't know if you're going to be able to trade him out, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, and, um, even if you can't, right? And this is the problem with, I think, older players that people, like, if he gets off to a really good start, everyone's like, oh, trade him, trade him, trade him. And there's a lot of people in leagues who just go, oh, I don't want to trade for him. You know, I'm not going to, I'm only going to give you a top, you know, barely a top 75 player. Like, just keep him at that point. He's going to be in the top 75. He's good. He's really good. He's old. Who cares? Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Gotta, everyone, 
room is cold on this team so far. It's just because there's you know a lot of veterans, a lot of players have been around. Tyler Hero, on the other hand, um, I feel like he's like people like him, but like also he finished game value way higher than I uh, would have thought, sixty fourth. Uh, and that is on the back of him improving his rebounds, his assists, and scoring over 20 points a game last season, almost three three-pointers. Um, if he can get to the line a little bit more, right? You're t- uh, we're talking about a guy who uh, could improve over last season's finish at 64th. And once again, I don't think the the t- the room in, the temperature of the room is very hot on Tyler Hero either. Yeah, and this is probably a guy we missed on last year because we weren't super high on Tyler Hero, and you know, he was going around pick 100, and he finished 64th, so he was really good. Um, I will say that I am not super high on Tyler Hero in the sense that like there's not much for steals and blocks, right? So you're basically getting points and threes and you know, decent rebounds, decent assists, which is, is good. Um, I don't love him. He's a lot like Tobias Harris, right? Like he just There's not much in the defensive categories. Um, I feel like those two are very similar players, and I think I'd rather have Tobias Harris because I feel like everyone's going to be in on Hero because he's young and he's this stud and and whatever. Um, whereas Tobias Harris, everyone goes, oh, I don't want him, and and so I think there's a potential buying opportunity for someone like Tobias Harris. Um, for me, Hero is probably right in that same range. Like we talk about, where does he get better? I, I don't know about anywhere. He played 32 minutes. Is he going to play more than that? I doubt it. Yeah. Like, don't think he, he plays more score, than that. Is he going to score 22 points a game? I don't think so. Oh. He's probably not rebounding anymore. Maybe assists go up a hair. But other than that, like, I, I don't. So, again, like, I think he's in that 50 to 70 range for me. Like, he's he is what he was last year, probably. Here's probably the only place. Um, he could maybe, if he can get up to three three-pointers a game, and he can get to the line a little bit more. He shot 39.9% on 6.7 attempts per game last year, though. Like, how much above 40 can he go? I don't, I don't know. Like, Not sure. He's 22. So, who's the best shooter in the league, non-Steph Curry division? Seth Curry. Oh, okay. That's you, Non-Curry, you pick- Non-Curry division? Non Curry division. Oh, I feel like you already told me who this was. It was like Gary Trent or somebody like that. It's it's some some uh, random guard on a random team. Oh, I just pick the one you think it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm completely blank here. Fred Van Fleet. No, it's not him. Okay, well, we'll talk about top three-point percentages from last year, right? So it was Luke Kennard, it was Desmond Bain, it was Tyrese Maxey, it was Cam Johnson. Yeah, Desmond Bain. Uh, okay, so we look at Desmond Bain, right? So Desmond Bain shot 43% from three both years. And we see this a lot. Like, some guys take a spike up in their three-point percentage, but for the most part, it holds pretty steady, and it's really, 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 really hard to shoot over 42%. Yes. Okay. So, um, Seth Curry is the guy who consistently does it. He keeps shooting over forty-two percent, which is insane. But we look at guys like last year that did it right. Cam Johnson shot over forty-two percent. Okay. His other years were thirty-nine, thirty-five, and then forty-two. Right. And so, maybe Hero has one of those seasons where he spikes up to forty-two, but then he'll probably be back around that forty to forty-one range, like a lot of guys sit. 
another great shooter that kind of did the same thing, right? Like he had 41.2, 40.8, 40.8, right? Like that's kind of where he sits. He was 40.6 back in 2009. Like it's just really, really hard to get past 42. Yeah. That's pretty fair. Um, I don't know. I like, I just, I like the idea and you're, and I think you're very right with the fact that like, careful on the idea of Tyler Hero having a high ceiling. He doesn't. Because if he can't get over a steal a game, he can't get more than five assists a game, he's not going to end up um, breaking into the top 50. He's just not. He's just going to be one of those guys who scores and gets threes. Getting threes isn't as exciting as it used to be, but three threes is really nice. The only like the only way I see him getting into there is if he, if he went to the line 3.3 times increased every single year there in the second half of the season he was up to four times if, if that's you know if he starts learning all the little ins and outs and tricks that jimmy butler that Dwayne wade taught jimmy butler and jimmy butler taught hero and kyle lowry taught hero if he can bump that into five over five that scoring is going to be pretty elite for a guy who you're you're getting outside of that top you know 60 70 yeah, I mean, like, and that's maybe the case, that, right? It's like he gets a foul line a couple more times and he gets up to, like, 22 points a game, which, you know, every point matters. Um, but, again, like, is that putting him in the top 50? I don't think it is for me. Like, would you rather have him or Jalen Brown? It's putting him pretty close and that's his ceiling. Right? Like... I just feel like there's a lot of guys up here that I'm going, like, I think I'd rather have this person. I think I'd rather have that person. Like, Jalen Brown, Desmond Bain. Heck, even Kyle Lowry. Like, who finishes higher? Lowry or Hero? Probably Lowry because of those assists. Right. And so that's what I mean. And, like, I just don't really see Hero getting into the top 50, and I think he's going to be a top 50 pick in a lot, a lot of leagues. Maybe every league. I don't know. I don't know if the temperature is that hot. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about the temperature in the room for Tyler. Where did he go in your in your mock? Oh, that's a great question. We had a fantasy uh, experts mock draft recently, which we're definitely going to talk about here in an upcoming episode. Going to review all the t- uh, all the the uh, rounds, and I think our good friend Tyler Hero went in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. Yeah. All right, so then if, if that, so that's actually a good value then. Yeah, that's a great value. Seventh, eight, if he, I find him in the seventh round, I think that's a pretty decent value. Seventh, eighth. Oh yeah, I mean that's eighty four to ninety six somewhere around there. Like I think he's a top seventy five player, scoring twenty one, even scoring twenty points a game. We talked about this the last time, right? Who f- scored over twenty points a game and finished outside the top seventy five? Mm, there's only a couple players. Do you remember this trivia question? Come on, Mike. I do, I do not remember the answer. It was Julius Randle. Maybe? Julius Randle was the Colin only. Sexton. There were, well, Colin Sexton didn't play like any games, and I'm not sure that he scored over 20 points a game last year, but I'll tell you again. It was Julius Randle at 81st. See? And do you remember the name? Come on, the last name. There was only one. He just got a big extension, Michael. Don't. I don't know who it is. He plays for the Knicks. Oh, R.J. Barrett. Finished 235th, scored exactly 20 points a game. They're the only two players that finished 
Well, I lied. Clay Thompson finished seventy eighth. The only two player, the only three players finished outside the top seventy five. Everybody else who scored twenty points a game was inside the top seventy five. I don't think there's any reason we think Kiro won't score twenty points a game, which means he's a top seventy five player. So if he's going that late, that's a good value. And I think that's where um, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of discrepancies, right? I think there's going to be a handful. Of, it's really going to go from league to league, right? Is that you know, in a, definitely in an experts league like guys like Desmond Bain are definitely going to be uh, valued fairly high because people like those percentages. People, I like Desmond Bain quite a bit actually. Um, OG Ananobi is still going to be favored in those leagues, though I'm not sure I'm on the OG Ananobi train as uh, as much as I as anybody was last year. Right? OG Ananobi was the guy last year, and I you know, not not sure that's the case. Uh, on the flip side of that, there might be. Casual leagues or expert leagues where uh, guys like Tyler Hero is considered a top 50 player, and there might be ones where he drops to the 8th round. And uh, once he gets in that 7th, 8th round, right, that's a great value. Same with Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So this team could be a a team with a lot of value. There could be a lot of value on this team. Yeah. I'm starting to notice that it it does seem to be a team. We should probably know this just off the top of our heads, right? But team by team, right, it's the temperature in the room usually follows the team. Uh, there's you know outliers here and there right but from team to team where we're like oh there's a lot of lot of the the guys uh hot hot temperature rooms for these guys and a lot of teams like this one straight up everybody on the team pretty low uh temperature in the room i think for most of these players for various reasons but i think that's where it really caps out i i did see oladipo go at the end of our uh, expert draft i don't think i'm terribly excited about victor oladipo no, me neither. But I will say this is the team to watch if you're, uh, if you're into streaming, right? Because like any time somebody goes out on this team, don't we see some crazy production from Max Struess or Gabe Vincent or Omar Yurtsen or Victor Oladipo? Caleb Martin's had some games where he's been decent, right? Like Absolutely. these, they are very, they have a very good system. And guys fit into that system, and they play really well when they get the opportunity to play big minutes. So any of these guys, you know, Hero, Adebayo, Lowry, Butler, when they miss time, you definitely want to be paying attention and picking up guys on the heat because you can get some really good uh, starts in your Roto League and your head-to-head league. I mean, streaming is a viable option in any league because we talk about this all the time. Like, in... In your Roto League, you get 82 games, right, for each spot for the most part, right? And some some people even go a little higher than that, right, because they try to encourage streaming. But who plays 82 games anymore? Nobody. Nobody. Not one. Right? So you're going to have to stream in that spot, and you're going to have to use your bench. And so, you know, getting this game where you know, you know, Gabe Vincent's going to start and play 30 minutes for the Heat, you might put up some numbers, man. Max Struess, he's got to put up some numbers if he's starting and playing 30 minutes, right? Like Omar Yurtsen, if Bam misses some time, Yurtsen's going to be good. Yeah, as a, as a roto player, I highly recommend not just, you know, playing your bench, but in those particular cases, right, when you look at your starting roster, maybe you got some people out, maybe your bench is, are, uh, is okay, not great, but you know someone like Victor Oladipo is going to play starters minutes or Max Struess is going to play starters minutes, go get, your, go get your quality start. It's all about per game. It's all about quality starts. And you're right, this team um, just has a lot of – actually, I think, I, I think it's, it's not just the system, but I think these players are all 
pretty talented uh, overall. It's a very deep team. It's another. They have. They are fantastic at finding these kind of diamond in the rough players or whatever you want to refer to them as is like, you know, just undrafted, unheralded, unheard of. And then they're really good, man. They're really good. Great in sculpting those players into uh, something that's uh, fits the that person's NBA talent and to be talented on a team just like this one. And I think that's exactly why you, you get these guys like Tyler Hero coming uh, out, out of the system. Even, you know, Duncan Robinson, right? He's still very valuable, even though he's not a fancy um, stud and he, he shoots low percentages, but he comes and he plays a role on a team that fits his style of basketball that helps them win games. And I think that's why Miami uh, continues to win games all the damn time. Um, and I don't know I, if, if anybody deserves a championship is Jimmy Butler. That's for sure. Not Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler. He deserves a championship. You heard it here first. Um, Tyler, I think that's it for the Miami Heat. Where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you like the show. Please rate, review us, or patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We're going to have the mock draft from the uh, fancy experts that was done recently uh posted there for free probably gonna also put our rankings there free just because we're decent human beings but all we ask in return is if you really get value out of the show just subscribe for two bucks two bucks a month that's it that's all it is two bucks a month whatever um if we're providing any value in your life throw some throw some cash i need a iced coffee man iced coffee is expensive in chicago man it's hot hot as hell here i just want an iced coffee wake me up and cool me down at the same time that's it that's all i want tyler is that too much to ask it's never too much to ask michael you can't even get a fucking iced coffee for two dollars come on man it's way more than that so just be cool and like the show we love you very much if you would uh, join us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes or twitch.tv slash watching the boxes as well. We're going to be doing some shows as we approach the season and during the season, I think, as well. Uh, might be experimenting with some some different things, I think. I, I'm looking at Twitter spaces. I'm looking maybe doing Twitch and Twitter. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see how I can figure out how... Uh, I'll figure out how this computer works. We'll get back to you. Until then, we got more teams coming for you very soon, so stay safe. Take it easy, and we will see you next time.